Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Liberty Squadron Podcast. My name is Andrew Lewinsky and I am joined this week with Zach Heaney. First chair. Brett, not last, Freeman. Not last. Not last. And the local... Uh, we're going to do a little local segments uh, for the next couple weeks. So, uh, you know, we have one of our locals on here, Chance. Chance, I, I don't, I don't want to... I don't wanna, I didn't want to spoil that last name, but uh, Chance, 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 Chance Crawford. I mean, yeah. if you don't mind, not spoiling. Jonathan Crawford. Not Jonathan. Jonathan uh, is busy this week, being too cool for the podcast. But I know it's been a little bit since we've recorded. A lot's kind of happened. We've a lot hasn't happened because time is stopped in the pandemic. And but I thought we'd update since we had the mini Palooza, which absolutely nothing happened in X Wing, where we got a cool epic ship. But I mean, I think the total of a couple people. I mean, Epic seems cool. I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I think on, like, a Saturday night, I might try Epic on, like, just playing with a bunch of friends, and that squid thing kind of looks cool. But, I mean, other than that, it's... it's what, it, it is what it is. I mean, I'm not a fan of anything that is Lovecraftian, so tentacles are... Can stick to their animes. Yeah, um, year generally, but I think that ship does look really cool. It does, and two of them move. Apparently, I don't know. It's nice to see a, a new epic ship. I I'm very curious to see if they go the route they did with first edition, where um, they kind of become must buys in order to get the most powerful cards. Uh, I think I'd probably be okay with that personally. I don't know about you guys. Seeing as I just threw away my epic ships this week, no. <gasps> Who throws away epic ships? They were taking up storage space, and I've never played the format. Ever. Ever. Uh, but they're pretty. Okay, so uh, other than that, I would definitely say I was a little bit disappointed in the mini-palooza as far as X-Wing goes. Um, uh, you know, I, I know there's stuff in the works, and uh, I was sad that they didn't spoil the next wave at all. Um, so, but we did have this wave drop this week, so... We can talk about a little bit with that, so hopefully they will release some news with the next wave coming up very soon, um, because we know you X-Wingers are super prima donnas and need your stuff coming out. So, but what we did get is we got the three packs for the OG factions, and I know some people are excited, some people are not excited about Y-Wings because they suck. But um, Mini Palooza came and went, and we can start talking about the Rebel stuff. So, uh, yeah. One, yeah. On, one thing that was kind of cool was how AMG was willing to sort of give us spoilers on points costs. Like, that was kind of a, a cool sign that they might do that going forward with um, new waves during their little, you know, weekly stream. So, they might be actually worth watching for something. Um, so I do want to, you know, just give them a shout out for doing that because that was neat getting some information when, uh, you know, there weren't, there wasn't much as far as announcements. It was neat. 
it was neat. Um, so no, I definitely think that's that's one of the big things I like about AMG as opposed to uh, FFG is that like they they feel like they're very involved with the community. Where like you've already kind of started seeing people like that have been like even messaging FFG on the Facebook page, and like you get responses. Um, so the community involvement is definitely there. It's definitely a plus, um, that I know we've started to see a little bit of FFG involvement with Matt Holland and stuff at the end of their FFG tenure. Um, so, but maybe like with AMG coming about that, we'll get a little bit more than, um, we did with FFG. So... Why don't we throw right into the Rebel stuff? Um, Britt, I'm going to hand a lot of this over to you because I think you're the most familiar with everything. I Yeah, so it's kind of kind of crazy how much content got dropped all at once. Um, and I think a lot of us are still trying to work our way through it all because we're not used to having, you know, like essentially like three waves dropped uh, on a single day. But we did get... Uh, a ton of stuff and we've talked about a lot of these ships and abilities before so i'm not going to go into to that unless anyone wants to talk about one uh specifically but uh the points were really the biggest news that we were waiting for on them um and i think it would be safe to say that a wing points were pretty exciting and b wing points were pretty uh disappointing or, or at least just nothing to get too excited about um Hera and a B-Wing came in at 55 points, the most expensive B-Wing now. Um, she is I-6. She's, uh, you know, that, that has some value, but it's not like she's a... It doesn't. Yeah, it's not like she's a, a repositioned ship or anything like that. Basically, it helps her avoid initiative kills, and that's really the, the, the majority of its value. She has a support ability almost entirely. So you're spending, you know, 55 points on a, a B-Wing who's mostly there i think to support people and i mean as zach kind of said like how, how exciting can you really get about that right i mean an i4 or an i5 b-wing almost doesn't have to worry about getting initiative killed either because of its health mm -hmm. like you'd have to bring something particularly special to initiative kill an i4 or above oh so yeah i don't i, I definitely wasn't means, thinking like first round i was thinking you know like third or fourth round or something means nothing useless Way too expensive. Um, yeah, I so, so I agree. 55 points, way too expensive. It's a good ability, as we'll get to in a second, but I think B-Wing is just the wrong chassis for it. With that being said, I'd be okay if they just put her in every ship. Um, so, so you know, that's fine, but uh, I don't think this is one that's going to see much play. Uh, and the other one, Netrum Pollard, 46 points. Um, kind of a cool ability, but... Uh, still, I mean, for, for that kind of point cost, I think there's better options as far as B-Wings go. So I think those are, are pretty uh, useless ships. Um, but A-Wings are where things got really exciting, I thought. Um, Hera with the same ability in an A-Wing that she has in the B-Wing, only 42 points on a better platform, in my opinion. Um, it's She did a she was all over the place in this uh, weekend's uh, GSP tournament. I think that she is probably uh, the star of this entire pack. I don't know she if anyone has, thinks differently. She also has more options for tokens to pass around using her ability in the A-Wing than she does the B-Wing. She could take the stabilized S-Foils and get that evade in the B-Wing. But, yeah. uh, 
but yeah, then you're just making her more expensive for uh for the token passing shenanigans. But yeah, I mean, forty two points to to get you know all the tokens, three agility, um, and she can reposition to get herself out of arc, um, and then be able to pass those tokens. Uh, I think that's kind of really a bargain. And uh, Ahsoka, the the three force. Uh, Ahsoka, 49 points only. Um, that compares pretty well with uh, Obi-Wan in a, uh, a 7, or like a Delta 7 without the any of the, the configs. Um, and her ability pairs extremely well with Hera. She can make it so Hera has a, a force or a focus and an evade to toss around at any point and just sort of do the rebel shenanigans of, you know, spreading out and trying to, to help out your buddies and, and not take that damage. So I think the two of those there are going to be seen in a ton of lists um, doing a lot of work together. Uh, anyone have any thoughts on those? Are you putting rockets on Ahsoka at all? I mean, it's if you're flying a bunch of these A-Wings, I think you really need to throw rockets on them. They're, they, the, the two dice can can do some work, but you really want to have that, that, you know, one key shot. And Ahsoka, you know, just needs... Uh, I, I think I, re- I like Amor and Hera personally more than Ahsoka, but I still think you probably want him on there. Right. Um, she can get that focus. Maybe Hera can toss her a target lock or, or vice versa, and um, then, you know, she could really make that, that hurt. Uh, you could also, uh, if you want to, throw something like Instinctive Aim on there and then just take a target lock and have uh, two force to use for, for dice mods. So I think it makes sense to do that. I'm more of a conservative KG player. Right? Like I'm usually just taking an evade on her every time and uh, not necessarily playing for that big power shot. But to make a, a Rebel A-Wing work, you might need to. Right, yeah, like that, that was my main concern about these things was that they're they're cheap, but I mean, and granted, you know, I, I know we've seen how good A wings can be with you know the resistance A wings, um, but it's I mean, they don't have the tech slot for advanced optics, and I, I'd be worried that they just don't push the damage through. Yeah, I mean, it's a very fair concern. Um, they they are very. Very different than the the resistance A wings, um, and I mean it's not just the the rear arc um, like difference. It's they they really do feel like two completely different ships, and the the abilities are just night and day. Um, I I personally like the resistance ones more. Where if I'm gonna fly something like five A, that's just probably the the one I'm gonna go with. But um, you know these higher initiative ones definitely add some significant value i think to the the rebel faction for cheaper support type ships um then we now, got some really cheap oh sorry go ahead no no i, I was gonna say um did, did we see any kind of presence or like has anyone really kind of messed around with the vectored cannons the uh, configuration with this or uh i don't think at least at, at this week's tournament that there was a single vector cannon if i recall correctly um, so vector cannons one point, right? And that gives you the uh, the rear arc uh, or a turret arc that you can can rotate to the rear. Um, but you lose the ability to um, do that linked boost um, in the 
like the the movement phase so you're you're changing a uh you know a perfect information type reposition for a system phase reposition or rotate um you got to pay for it for each of the a wings you bring right so i mean you might be paying five points to bring this and i think you might be making the ships a lot worse they can they can do blue two hards they can boost like these these things are able to turn around pretty easily uh and a lot of them have support abilities anyway so you know, if Ahsoka or Hera are not uh, pointing at the, you know, the, the right ships this turn, like, that's okay. They're probably tossing tokens or, you know, mini coordinating someone. So they're still helping out. So I, I think Vector Cannons is pretty bad. What do you yeah. Think? I'm, I'm not indifferent to it. Like, I think, I don't think it's an auto include on anything, but I, I think maybe... Every once in a while, you'll see it scattered in there, and it might make sense. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so uh, not super excited about that one. Um, the rest of them are pretty cheap. Sabine, who's got uh, essentially Concordia face off and Fearless uh, combined as her ability, is only thirty seven points. So uh, that's probably a really good value for a ship that can uh, get some passive mons on both offense and defense. Wedge, uh, with his um, one fewer defense die, only 35 points. Uh, so a, a big value there. Uh, Shara Bay, who I think is maybe a bit overlooked. Um, she, with uh, Hera or Ahsoka in the uh, the squad, is able to get a lot of easy uh, three dice double modded shots. Uh, or, or like one and a half modded shots. Um She's only 32 points. Like, that's one to really look at, I think, if you're bringing some of these other A-Wings. Um, and then uh, and Derek is just 30 points, I believe, as cheap as a, a generic. Um, and one uh, rules clarification on this one, um, at least in Dyun events, they have ruled that if he is past a target lock from, like, Hera or something, that his ability does trigger at that point. Um, so that made him a little bit more useful. Uh, Sabine Gunner, I don't think is worth talking about the uh, B wing title. I don't think is worth talking about. I don't think there's any gunners that are, are super exciting there uh, and hopeful. We've talked about this before. It's um, pretty, I mean, it's, it's probably just not as useful as some of these other new faction titles, but it is only one point. So it's not a huge investment. If you think you might be, not um boosting or focusing man i just saw that ahsoka has two force slots as opposed to a ept and a force slot and that's a little disappointing yeah it's really disappointing i was when i was testing her out i was throwing extreme maneuvers and out maneuver on her and like that was she was getting in all these crazy places and having a wedge effect but there's just not two force slots or yeah. force yeah, abilities I'm super into. I mean, maybe patience and I don't like the instinctive aim, like I said before. But I, I don't. I, don't I mean, it. is would sense be the worst idea possible? No, sense is always good, right? It's I have a I have a habit of eating up my bid just to put sense on stuff for some reason, and it always comes back and bites me in the the butt. So I I'm trying to stay away from sense from a personal level because I fall in the trap. But, uh, I mean, especially with, you know, if you're having some of these lower initiative ones that can get a reposition in there, uh, it, 
it was nice to have that knowledge. Am I still the only person that likes Brilliant Evasion? Still the I, only one? So I actually did the math on it for, for a while this week to try it, because I was thinking that one, especially with the, the patience combo. Um, and I'm I'm torn on it. I, I don't like it mathematically it doesn't seem like it should work, but my gut feeling is that it should work. Like, I'm fairly work. certain it works. Much like people thought the math on heroic was bad when it first came out. It works. That confirmation bias <laughs> Um I don't know. A brilliant evasion I think should be one point. It's uh it's that dangerous territory. I'd be happier if it was one point. It's still yeah. good too. If you got spoon force upgrades, sure. I'd be fine. Um if you're a three agility ship with a force, it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah, Even that's fair. Once a game. Like I would take it on Fenrail. Because he needs force. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I think, I think I think it came out to one out of every six times defending you would get um, an opportunity to use it. If I remember that correctly from when I was playing around with it. At two points, that's a once a game ability for me. So as long as it goes off once a game, it turns its two points back. Yeah, I mean it's definitely not a huge investment, I agree, right? It's worth uh, worth thinking about. Yeah, it's something that like I at first glance I'm like no, but you might be right, Zach. Like where it's kind of like if it pays, if it's that insurance where it's like it makes it you get to use it. It's probably worth it. If you yeah. if you are using the coordinate ability a lot and being force starved down to you know one force then i think it's got uh, a lot more i mean you, you yeah i was literally just thinking about this like let's say you do you that is the perfect opportunity that you're force starved or you only have one force but i mean it could make the difference of you having two force for the next round yeah. you know that it's like it conserves force it helps tank you up like, like I said, if it goes off once per game at two points, like, how much is one health on Ahsoka worth? Four to 49 divided by four? Way more than I think, two? I think it also makes a lot of sense considering she has to spend two force just to use her ability. And, I mean, I her ability is really good. It's just using it from back when the on the Aether Sprite, it was key in half the game's so Brilliant Evasion does make sense because there will be a lot of times where she only has one force left from giving that uh, the that action to a friend. I think, it's, I think it's something to think about, everyone. Just gonna throw that out there as my hot take. Hot takes. Okay, um, anything else that we want to talk about riddles? Uh, I think that's all, at least as far as I was... Do we care about hopeful? I mean, we've talked. Yeah, I mean, about like, it. I think it's pretty useless. Okay. Um. All right. So let's jump into Vader in a defender because that's all that matters, right? Oh. All right. Was... All right. So 
I'm, I'm just going to say right off the bat, Vader in a Defender is the equivalent to Luke Gunner. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is a stupid, stupid <laughs> design space, or de- design philosophy. Is it, though? AMG no. or FMG. No. 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 I, so, okay, okay. Yeah, like, I mean, alright, so if they give him the census slot, if they give him a decent point cost, it's bad for the game. But there's this option, like, where you can bring him. And maybe he's not supposed to be... You, we've talked about this before. Like maybe he's something that should just be played in epic or something like that. But it, it's kind of like almost like you should design him so he's only played in funsies games. Exactly, exactly. Which is what they already did. Well, no, just saying that you don't want to have your like your main characters not being played. That's that's where I was. Is Vader in a defender a main character? Well, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, but Vader is right? still getting played. Vader in a tie advance is a main character, not Vader in a defender. Just the name Vader. Right, but I mean, nobody looks at a tie defender and is like, is Vader in there? (laughs) (laughs) Don't hate because I'm right. Oh, right, right, sure. Where's Thrawn in the game? If he's a main character, he has a book with his name on it. He has a lot of books with his name on it, and I can't wait for him to be in this damn game. He does not deserve to be in this game. game. It's bad for the game, but main characters like Thrawn are not in it. Okay, that's not what I said at all. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So overall, I'm not, I don't care about this. Like, I think it's really cool that they did it. Um, I'm happy that they did it. I'm happy the decisions that they made, because I don't want to ever see this up against me. And if I do, you know, whatever, like, I I think I'd be fine. You're not scared about about Vader and a defender without a sensor slot, are you? No, like, of course not. Right, exactly. You're gonna block him and you're gonna shoot him, and he's gonna be dead in two or three turns. Sure. Um, he's gonna hit hard for those two or three turns, but I mean, with the sensor slot, he he could really just do whatever the hell he wanted to do, and would cause some serious problems for the game. And I recognize that. I understand that. I just think 115 points would be a fair cost if he had a sensor slot. I think 115 without one is just a little ridiculous. Uh, so, okay, I, I see your point, but I also, uh, like, I, I can absolutely see, like, uh, okay, I'm sorry. Let's uh, just at a national level event, uh, if something like this pops up, there, there's going to be the, that one, um, you know, person that brings this to ship list and um i don't know i i don't see it as being good for the game even if it was with a sensor slide and it's kind of like i'm taking a shot at my two ship list no 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 like (laughs) because like your two ship lists actually play the game i've seen two ship lists where they don't play the game and i I mean so that's fair except we still have in two ship viability, right? An Obi Wan and a an Anakin with um, supernatural reflexes, right? Which is even better than what what a sense Vader would be able to do. Is it? I think so. I so that that's still in the game. I don't know. I I mean I think it's very hard to kill this thing regardless. Where I think with Anakin. You get one good shot on that little fucker and he's dead. 
Where if you get one good shot on this Vader, he's not dead. You use the curse for the (laughs) show. Sorry, but Anakin's a little fogger. Darn it. Um, Hex. Earmuffs. No, but you get my point. Like you, you get one. Like I, I mean, you pull off that certain that one big turn on an Anakin, and it, you can get him to half points. You can blow him up. It might be hard to do, but it, supernatural reflexes. You're not going to be able to do that most likely. I, I don't. I don't know, man. Than blocking a 4K from a defender. I don't know, man. I, I like I said. I, I don't think it's a very easy feat. But I think it's a lot uh, less forgiving when it happens to uh, you know Vader. If you mess up with that Anakin, you mess up with that Anakin. With this Vader, if you mess up, you're like, okay, I got a focus of aid and force run. <laughs> All right, but how about this? Do you think Vader without a sensor slot is worth twenty two points more than Anakin? I'm sorry, hold on is worth two points fewer only than Anakin in a 7B with supernatural reflexes. Or, um... Yes, because you're getting a free evader turn. Or, I'm sorry, 17 points more than supernatural CLT Anakin. Yes. Yes. Really? Free evade, more health, more defense dice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think so. Like I'm, like I said, and I, and I really think it it comes down to that is that is that token and stacking. And also, easiness of flying because like his action is just focus every turn. Like he is a great tournament ship in that you don't have to think to fly him. That's definitely true. I right, I completely agree. You're just trying to. You just focus every time. You have a focus evade for defense. You've got force for offense. Yeah, and... you never have to to worry about do I spend my force or not. Right, yeah. unless it's like range through through or range three through a gas cloud into, you know. He is the into. epitome of an autopilot tournament ship, so I'm glad that he is not going to be at tournaments. Yep, I'm on board. Screw you, Brett. Also, where's all the Star Wars nerds that are mad about fan service? Because this is just 100 percent a fan service <laughs> ship and nothing else. All right, is he 27 points more expensive? Than supernatural ETA Anakin. Yes. Yes. Twenty seven. Oh. God, I don't know. I, I'm also in the boat where I don't think he's he's that great, but I'm also in the camp of the only good defenders and I one defender. I mean, Brett, look, an ETA has three health. This thing has like more than double that. I, I like the the Anakin in a uh, an Aether Sprite more, obviously. Sure, um, but I I mean it's just if you gave me Supernatural on Anakin and it's twenty seven points cheaper here than a a non you know non like a you know Supernatural sensor slot Vader, it's one hundred and fifteen points. I I just think that I could do a lot more work. With that supernatural reflexes, and I, and I mean, I think that. you could, yeah, you but, probably but the can. field can't. Like that's that's the difference. A good player, yes, can do more work with that Anakin, but the field can do more work with this Vader. Like 100%. I said, it's easy. Like Anakin that's... still takes some skill, and this Vader does not. 
Right, and, and it's Luke. You're, Gunner, you're getting insurance. Luke the exact thing, right? Like Luke Gunner takes no skill to play, which is why no one wants to see him in the game. This Vader takes no skill to play. If you're well, really, really, really bad, he dies in three turns. Hey, you just but... said nice things about me, so I'm not going to fight with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm on that boat. Like, I, I think the 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 floor with this Vader is very, very low. Um, and, and like I said, you, you get that one bad roll with Anakin, and you know he blows up. And you mean lower high for the floor. Uh, what did I the say? The good one. The good you one. Said the floor was very low. Yeah, sure. The other one. Um, okay, that's, that's what I thought you were you were going with. Right. Um, so, like, I think of this Vader is is you know you super playable. It's it's whatever anyone can do it. Like now, like granted, like this could be something that you absolutely just take in, like epic that you have the extra points to spend, and like he could be awesome, and like maybe that's what maybe that is something to consider but um in a 200 point tournament play like i'm happy where he is i just i was just so excited about him i know you I are. think i'm dealing with some personal disappointment issues it's okay brett it's I okay know. i'm just i'm just there's other i6 aces out there for you brett don't worry it's like sienna Ree at 48 points like she's Spoiler. so wholesome <laughs> Sienna, let's talk about Sienna Ree for a second. Sienna Ree is the I six that won. Like, am I wrong? Forty eight points. I. It's. I mean, the problem is that Suntir is priced so competitively, and her ability so much worse that she really had to be around this this price level. But it, it is pretty ridiculous for an I six mm. that can double reposition and double stress very easily. Yes. Uh, I mean, I'm happy with the. She's 48 points. I mean. Runner with Vader. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, one thing to mention as far as formats go um, is uh, they added Suntir into hyperspace. So, you can now run a Suntir Sienna double uh, I6 list. When previously we had said, you know, that uh, Empire kind of became like the generic faction as far as empire went and that was pretty disappointing they really reversed course here they got rid of the alpha squadron pilot uh the generic travesty um which no one cared about and uh they they added back the the aces so that's neat needs my word of the day you're a neat guy thank you (laughs) Um, i mean really in what scenario do you take sienna over over soon tier like for for six points, what list do you really need to save that six points? But unless you're just taking both of them and doing the double I six, but where does she really fit in when you have 152 points? <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> I don't or know. Or already contains Interfell. Yeah, like I I'm not. It's it's nice that there's a budget option, and I'm sure someone's gonna figure out a way to. To, to make it work. And I mean, it's not like a super hard formula, I guess. You just try and not get the kill with her so you don't get double stressed and uh, get her to the end game where then you don't do have you, to worry about that. But Do you predator your hit into a, to hopefully a focus or a blank to try to not kill a ship? I was literally just thinking about that. Like, do I, do I put predator <laughs> on her and then maybe actually... You um, never do that. You absolutely 100% never do that. <laughs> yeah. 
I think probably you're right, but... At 48 points, after she kills something, she's probably made her points back. That's that's a good point. Outside of cheap generics. Like, if she and, knocks something out at 48 points or above, she did her job. And being at I-6, that's not terribly unreasonable. I-6, double reposition, that's not terribly uh, asking much of her. I mean, what do you think about Ruthless on her? I think that... I think Ruthless you can only evaluate if you know what else is in the squad, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. You just bring her with a bunch of dumb stuff. So, like, I'm not, I'm not saying... Like, you bring her with, like, a bunch of ships. Oh, wait, you mean put Ruthless on her? Or put Ruthless on everything else and kill her? No, on her. I think I'd rather just go with Predator. Yeah, her and a tie swarm. I've never been a big fan of using ruthless unless you have like a you know a decimator in there or something. I mean, okay, so what if you put her with ruthless with a bunch of alpha squadrons? Oh no, you can only fit four. Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. Sucks. We're out. I'm out. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's it is what it is. It doesn't matter. She's an I six. If you get double stressed, that doesn't mean she's dead. I mean, if she gets double stressed, that's something you just deal with. Yeah, like I said, I I think it's a case of if she kills something, odds are she's really close to making her points back, and at that point, you're fine with losing her. And like All I said, right. it doesn't mean guaranteed right. that. She- Lost. And if she's shooting first, the odds of her killing something are like, yeah, yeah, I know we've talked about this in the past, because it's like, if she's like an endgame piece, like, there's probably not that much left that, you know, is going to be really taking so shots on her. She shouldn't be, yeah, she shouldn't, shouldn't be getting shot at, so she's 48 points of fineness. Yeah, and with double reposition, like, she doesn't have an ability that really buffs her shooting when she double repositions, so... Girl, you fine. She ain't gonna be shooting, killing a lot of stuff with, you know, an unmodded three to four dice shot. Yeah, but she she does get the, the stress, not just from the double reposition. Right? right. Just from the, from the action. Alright, this is yeah. probably the dumbest idea ever. But what about you just say, hey, I'm gonna just throw an electronic baffle on her, I'm going to count on the fact that I can can probably keep her alive. And if I get double stressed that one turn, I just get rid of one of the stress and take a damage. I mean, you do you, boo. I'm just like, that's probably <laughs> right, but... You got I, a death wish, you got a death wish. It, yeah, it, it's not it, a terrible idea. It, it, it gives you options, right? It's another It's another one of those two-point upgrades You're that maybe okay never happens. You're okay for two points rather than um, Brilliant I to- Evasion? I told uh-huh. you I've been looking at uh-huh. Brilliant Evasion. <laughs> I don't think I like either of them, but it is just... I'm trying to figure out what can we do to, to mitigate that. The difference that between Here's the thing. and Brilliant Evasion at two points is blocking the Suez Canal massive. <laughs> Timely jokes. I think if we're thinking too hard about this, you don't. I think you just put a EPT on her and say, go get him, girl. I'm I'm with Andrew here. Yeah. Like, if she gets double stressed, like, why was she in that position to get double stressed? 
You got lucky and blew something up? Okay, after you had a reposition to get out of some arcs. If they're chasing CNRE, okay. So you're saying fly better? Yes, correct. I will not endorse other podcasts on my podcast. Um, <laughs> let's talk about some other stuff. I believe the words we use here are grit good. Grit good. That's true. Uh, right. Um, what, what about the what, Volscaris? Why is he garbage? So, in the Defender or the Interceptor? Well, yes. por que no lo dos? Hey, hey, hey. Come on, come on. Well, I'm saying, are we talking Interceptor or Defender? Cause, right, he's you pick which one you want to talk about first. Okay, well, I think in the Defender, he's absolute garbage. Um, I think it's extremely rare that you would get any use out of his ability there where you're uh you know hurting your your defense dice and just delaying your action um i i don't understand why someone wants to take that type of or make that type of decision with an 82 point ship so i think he he sucks in the defender and in the interceptor he's got some some edge cases where he could be useful but uh 46 points i would take sienna re and her i6 i think over vault and his, I get to delay my action and maybe get to reposition out of arc once every three games if the initiatives line up or whatever. And you can also look at it as he can use his repositions to, to bank his action and then use it to focus barrel roll or focus boost into uh, somewhere. Like, like if an I-6 tries to arc dodge him, he can prevent an arc dodge, basically. If he doesn't die. Yes. Yes, he, he right. I mean, it, he's got some ability there, but do you think he's worth 46 points? I think he's worth 46 points as an I-5 interceptor. I mean, if Sienna Ree is a 48. But do I we mean, think Darth uh, Vader's worth 115 points in a defender without a... I do. Slot? No. <laughs> no, he's not. Brent will die on this hill. Also, does anyone else think that Voltsgaris's name is like supremely lazy, even from the realm of lazy Star Wars names? It, it definitely feels it. like the uh, randomly generated name from a Star Wars RPG. But no, the, there's a vault on Scarif, and here is Voltsgaris. Okay, so according to his Wikipedia, I was doing the same. I'm like, so whose name came first? As far as we know. Volcaris is a relatively new character. So his first appearance was Star Wars Starfighter Missions. I don't know if this is in order, but uh, he was in Rebels, I don't know. Yeah, so I feel like he uh, probably was... uh, So 2016, he was definitely in Rebels already. This is very important stuff for us to be figuring out. It is. Great <laughs> airtime right now. <laughs> so, I refuse so to I'm going to agree with Zach that uh, they probably knew that there was a vault on, on Scarif before Vault Scarif was in stuff. I, I don't know if I ever would have made that connection, I'll be totally honest, but... But it's there. Now that you said it, I can't look away. And it's up there with Sleaze Bagano. 
Uh, Alright, so what do we think about Captain Dobbs? Do we even need to talk about Captain Dobbs? He's so good. Is he? (laughs) I don't really care. Um... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, hey, if you ever want to do a one straight on a defender, he's your guy. Mm -hmm. Hey, when they they had the mod slot... When they had the mod slot back to defenders, you know it's coming. You give him that uh, static discharge veins. There you go. There's your combo. Mm. More importantly... Let's talk about the 40 points of Nash Windrider. My man. Yeah, this is the. This one's pretty exciting. What? <laughs> He's you budget know? Luke Skywalker. Turfener! Happening! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Nash, what do you think about Nash, Brett? I, I think that he turns all of your ships, or one per turn, into Fel's Wrath, and helps you avoid initiative kills, and I can't think of an ability that seems uh, to have um, aged as well as Fel's Wrath ability did, because now this seems great, where he was just complete garbage. <laughs> like a fine wine. So, so here's, here's the question, why do we think he's great? And uh, what whatever the the lat was for the Republic, uh, Warthog. That's a great Warthog. question. That's why I asked it this week. <laughs> um, uh, I believe Chance just asked it. I asked it in the Discord. I I uh, and then I started uh, uh, playing around with Warthog, and I gotta say, I was like, God, why was I sleeping on Warthog so much? Um, Fifty four points in a lat. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really <laughs> what it comes down to, right? Is he's Warthog is not on a super great platform, and. I mean, Nash is still on a like solid fighter platform, right? I think I think it also might come down to the fact that the Republic doesn't have any good three red dice generics to fly with the the war uh, with Warthog versus Nash has the Empire has plenty of options. Strikers, interceptors, yeah, it's. I I agree. I it seems like it. Also, yeah, Nash works on any small ship. Warthog only works on. Unnamed, non-limited ships. So, which is the bad? But yeah, so Nash seems uh, significantly cheaper and has a lot more flexibility. Also, Warthog was only zero to two, and Nash being zero to three is is pretty crazy. That's a that's a huge bubble. Now, one nice thing in favor of Warthog, because you know why not talk about that? he doesn't have any charges, right? Like, your ships will just not die that turn if you're in range. Where Nash, right, if you can take take two off on one turn, well, he's only able to help one. And I think that's the way you're going to have to play against Nash, is you're going you're gonna to kind of... Spread your fire. Yeah, spread your fire, and then one turn, just take two off. Maybe, I mean, God, maybe you get incredibly lucky and take three off, probably two. And then you're, uh, you know, neutering his ability significantly. So where uh, Warthog does not have that limitation, but he just also doesn't have the quality of ships that he's able to to help. Imagine the terrible game where you're bringing Sienna Rhea against Nash Windrider. <laughs> and she has to kill something. <laughs> Brett just dies inside. God. <laughs> So what happens too. when I can't use a swear word? <laughs> <laughs> it's all Andrew's fault then. 
Um, I don't know. Nash seems like a really good value at 40 points. If you had told me Nash was was uh, the 46 one and Vault was 40, I don't think I would be too shocked. I, I was pretty surprised at how aggressively they priced Nash. And, and Chance, you're like super into Nash. Right? Oh, like oh, yeah. N- Nash, like, Nash is Nash, your boy. Nash and five interceptors is my life now. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, so I was just looking at this and like... So... If you are using Disciplined and Nash, if you save him from being removed, he's still considered destroyed, so people can proc Disciplined. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that works. Um, Yeah, looks like it. Interesting. The trick then, though, is with with Empire, is you generally have to lose a ship in order to bump up to uh, to generics that can take talent slots. Right, 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 right. That was my next concern. But it's still like, uh, I mean, you've got a lot of people here that, like, I mean, these I, mean, I, I for Nash, Nash and, like, Barons with, like, I don't know, like, concussions or, or something like that, maybe? I like thermals. I'm all in on he just opens up a ton of I four and below Empire. It's a com and it it, it it combos really well, like we just said, with disciplined. I mean, yeah, yeah the, the the Black Squadron Scouts are only thirty three points, um, so they can third discipline on there. But I mean, there's there's even still a bunch of named dudes out there that you can probably take it with um you mean a name ties one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah i i think that's decent um well, i mean do, do you guys agree nash the the star of the imperial pack i don't know sienna is only 48 points sienna is only 48 points i'm thinking i'm on team nash <laughs> i'm on team vader <laughs> steal at 117 it could only be 125 if we could give him a central slot. <laughs> Tide Defender Elites. Meh. Yeah, Tide Defender Elite garbage. Interloper uh, turn. Pretty garbage, probably. One, garbage. one thing I think we missed real quick is uh, the other one of their interceptor pilots, Commandant Gorin. Did yeah. we miss him? We did, no. He, and I, I, I was going to circle back to him because he had a a decent showing this weekend, as we'll talk about. Um, but he has 43 points um, for uh, an ability that, that can be... I'm going to say, like, cute. I feel like that's the right term for it. I, I don't think it's... Um, I think it took a lot of people off guard uh, this week. And we've talked about it before, how it can combo nice with strikers, because uh, they get double, um, double maneuvers, so they can potentially... Uh, self bump and take a red focus and then get another action later on um it's it's nice insurance i guess just to make sure that if you're blocked you're going to get a a token for most ships and it can be used for some some interesting effects with strikers but uh nash at at a cheaper cost seems more like the better call to me the the cool thing with nash too is he works at 
any initiative where Gorin only works with ships that are a lower initiative than him. Mm-hmm. So pretty much almost exclusively generics. Yeah, he's I-4, so there's there's some that he could do, but yeah, it's it's definitely mostly generics, I agree. Um how, so how's everyone feel? I know I know he's pretty simple, but how's everyone feel on Gideon Hask at 48 points? Meh. That's my thought. I just, and I know you disagree with me, but I just don't like throwing a ton of points in, like, middle initial initiative interceptors because I think they can just die. Right. That, that, that's my exact thought on this. Is like, uh, we're talking well, about all these interceptors. Bring him with Nash. Oh, yeah, then you can save him. There you go. But, you know, you're spending a lot of points on something that, you know... At that point, you're two-thirds of the way to Vader. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm, that's my that's my main thought about, like, all these interceptors is, like, uh, they, they are so delicate, and it's kind of like, you know, Swintir works so well because he, he can, like, really dance around things. And, and like, we're almost talking about this, like, like these are, they're, like, TIE Fighters. And, like, the problem is, is they're, they're a lot more expensive than TIE Fighters, and it... it, it gives you that problem so it's kind of like you know nash is fine because like i think 40 points he's what um sitting at um iden versio levels so it's kind of like okay that's fine but i i think the you start to get real expensive when you know add this third red dice and you know this auto thrusters ability and i think that's the problem with these interceptors and Anything that, like, unless it has some kind of crazy combo going on, I don't see them working well. Nash and Aiden are kind of an interesting comparison, too, right? Like, I mean, generally, you're using Aiden to save a ship from being killed. And Nash kind of has a similar ability. Like, the ship's still going to die, but at least they don't engage. Right. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I think Nash is priced at a level where you really have to be considering him if you have any interest in flying generics. Right. Which I don't, so... <laughs> yeah! But Chance, Chance does. Right, right, right. I, I think Nash has a place, like I said, like, I mean, like, well, that's what I'm saying, like, you, you, Nash has a level that he can fit into a list, where Gideon, at 48 points, I don't see it happening. Um, at I4... Yeah, I, I don't see him. He's way too delicate. He's, you know, there's too many I-5s on the field right now. Um, yeah, I don't see it happening much. That, that, like, price range, I would maybe rather just, and he's even cheaper, bring Pure Sabak, who kind of has, like, a similar effect of, like, I need to kill this guy because he's a really big gun right now. Um, like, so almost like a, a mini Biggs effect of, you know, directing their their attacks, but... Yeah, I think we're all kind of saying the same thing. Um, and discipline one point we didn't talk about that, and that's a steal. So much better than hopeful. Um, a lot more versatility on imperial ships, a lot of which don't have target locks. Uh, so discipline is a big buy. Bye bye bye. Okay, anything else we want to talk about imperials? I know imperials get so much love. 
I know. Devs just love Empire. I mean, so. yeah, it's okay. but I think we're really, just they really fixed the about... tie defender. We're just pack. playing off talking about scum. You know, that's all we're really doing. Okay. Well, well, let's talk about scum. We're not going to talk about the Y Wing at all because it's such fucking bullshit. But the Hawk, I think, is a very, very good piece right now. Um, now Zach can't curse till May. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> you know, at the rate that we're recording. <laughs> That's okay. Zach has to start busting out his dad jokes. Um, so I'm not becoming a real dad. For the record, he's not, not becoming, becoming a real, real dad. dad. He's becoming a, a dog dad. But the Y wing is such a, okay. Like you can't even look at the Y wing, and it's okay. No, we're not going to talk about the Y wing. Um, but the Hawk, I think they did a very, very good job on the Hawk. Uh, the points wise, like. I don't how do you pronounce it? Tapusk? Tapusk? I don't know. 36 points. I'm pronouncing it Tapusk. Um, I believe it's Tapusk. Because it's an I 5, like, uh, there's so many cool things I was looking at. Like, I mean, you can mess around with swarm tactics on him. Um, you don't even need the Moldy Crow title. I, I, I think it's super decent. Um, I was even thinking about throwing, like, shield upgrades on these things. Um, they have two mod slots. Some bombs. You can throw some bombs on them. I don't know if I would throw. I, I I've debated it, but I don't know if I would throw bombs on them. I'm having trouble trying to ever justify not taking thermal detonators right now, personally. But um, I, I I have often often avoided putting bombs on them. I get a little scared they're going to get blocked. And I'm sure. Get right, right, right. Um, protector and gleb, I think, is like the best thing that you could absolutely throw on these things, especially for two points. I mean, he's he's kind of almost broken right now at two points. Right. Uh, coordinate for any ship that has a, a crew carrier for three different factions. And he can, uh, it's a red coordinate, but he can pass the stress off to someone. So you just throw him on a lower initiative ship and that ship does a blue maneuver, gets rid of the stress. There's no consequences. Like, Protectorate Gleb is really good. Right. Um, so, like, uh, we, can, we can talk about all these... Um... Each of the Hawks, I, I think, that came out are really kind of, um, like, decent. Oh, that's not... Um, like, they all kind of have their own, like, purpose where, you know, Kanan might be the best for protecting your high-profile ships, as we, me and Brett found out. Um, uh, uh, Tapus, right, um, he was you know decent and you know blocking a, a something like Kanan to get his force back or even if you have like recurring charges on something he was decent with um get monkey like, like you said, 36 points too for an i5 is just really good right come on like i mean like that one turn right before you engage that you can um Get Fen Rao to get that double focus or the focus target lock is super strong. And like, that's the, that's the best thing is like that one's 36. I mean, Kanan's 42, but I, that's fine. And Kia is 34. Like, I, I, that's all super strong. And like, they're very good orbiting ships. Like, they're, they're ships that like you kind of have to like, you keep a little bit out of the fight, but they're far enough that they can just kind of like, you don't need them there. And they're cheap enough that like, if they do blow up, it's not that big of a, you know, problem. So I, I, overall, I'm very happy. I think I'm going to start incorporating a lot of these into my lists 
just in general. And I, 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 you know, dude, I think I take the Monty Kurtz out a lot for them. Yeah, that's what I really love about them is that they were all designed to work without Moldy Crow, um, which is not true at all for any of the other Hawks. Um, and they're priced so competitively. Like, Gamut Key with Protector Eclipse is, or, or Tapisk, right, or whatever, whichever one you want. They're under 40 points. They have a red coordinate. Um, and they can actually, they have abilities that can do some real work. Like, they, if you think about the escape crafts, right, a lot of us were flying escape crafts. Um, as as cheap coordinators when 2.0 started um these do a lot more than than the escape craft ever could do and they're not priced really any higher um like i think that you're gonna see a lot of these maybe paired with something like boba even um like how about gamut key with protector gleb and boba goes into the first engagement with a, a reinforce and a focus already like how dirty does that sound Right, and it, you're just gonna fly old Tarek in and take them all away. But whatever, take assuming that assuming that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, you were so proud of yourself that one time where you're like, "I'm gonna focus," and then go in, and then old Tarek was like, "Peace, bye, Finrail." No, but yeah, uh, they're, they're, and they're priced so well. I mean, thirty four, thirty six, and forty two. Like uh, they're huge. Um, now, if I ever have the points, if like I'm sitting at like twenty something points left over, I think I do throw the Monte Crow title on them. Um, I mean, that's still a great ship, right? A Monte Crow Hawk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're getting that double focus going in, or even triple focus going into the engagement, like it's huge. Yeah, and the three die gun, like. Yeah. I mean, they can they can do both the support like ship roll and then turn around and and do some serious work. Like right. Kanan with Monte Crow, that's a good way to spend. And put Gleb on him. That's a good way to spend sixty points right there. You you help everyone out uh, either by or maybe both by coordinating and then reducing attack dice, um, and you can still shoot for three dice. Like, what a good job by by FFG on on the Hawks. Right. All uh, their creativity went into the Hawks. Good job. Yeah, none of it went into the Wild Wings. Uh, like you I said, it. I there isn't even Wing Tags. Wow! Yeah, what what good text can you put? Automated target priority on these things. I was saying, why wing text? You have to buy some why wings to get your nice hawks. But yeah, right, right. Sure. Well, I mean, cavils. Oh, okay. You have to. Let's. I mean, sure. You get some cool, uh, you know, why wings. Like, I mean, cavils still fine. I mean, all the ones that are good are the ones you already had. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure you get Podrick when you can lock your own device and do some stupid thing with it. Um, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not even gonna. You're so upset about I'm so this. upset. They're okay. so bad. He is he is fully in the right here to be this angry. There's just nothing useful about any of these things. Right. Um. No. So, but let's skip over them so I don't have a heart attack. And uh, so, cutthroat. We can talk a little bit about. I, I know, chance. You were saying that, like, you you don't. You don't but like, I, I think it definitely has some like value on certain things because like scum gets stressed probably more than any other faction, maybe empire. But um, they constantly the fang fighters are constantly linking a boost barrel into a focus. Um, you know. There are a lot of K-turns going on with Scum. Um, 
I think Cutthroat is decent because like that one turn where like you are linked, you linked all your Fang Fighters and something blows up, you now freed up almost an entire dial. You're freeing up three turns, one turns, everything like that, which could be a huge, you know, turn for you, uh, to come back. So, uh, I, I'm in for Cutthroat if, um, if it calls for it. I think. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not a scum player, but in what scenario do you take Cutthroat over Fearless on a Fang Fighter? Uh, they, all have, they all have to have Cutthroat in order for it to really be effective. Let's look. Or be limited, but well, you yeah, usually are bringing right, right, quite right. a bit of limited scum. Right, so, um, let's look. Would you? And it is one point, by the way. I don't think we said what the point was. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like, uh, like I said, I mean, like, let's say you just want to throw in a Fang Fighter with, I mean, I think I would probably put it on, <laughs> draw your wreck off. <laughs> um, no. Uh, like a Skull Squadron, if, like, I, I don't know if I necessarily need Fearless on something like that. Like, if, like, I'm trying to conserve points or something, like, I, I think I would consider cutthroat on definitely fang fighters um gengar gengar would probably be good for it zach uh, is our, our resident gengar player but i feel like any chance you could get to get a third torp would be really nice i could see it i could see it um i think he's a good case for like bringing like only one ship with it mm-hmm yeah, with a bunch of limited ships around. Yeah, him. I mean, Not but like, thing in scum, you're generally bringing. I mean, if you throw it on like something like Guri, even like. I don't know if I throw it on Guri. Uh, throw it on Bosk. And you're just trying to bring a purposeful memory. I am. Um, Did it work? Are you hurt? Are you yeah. I, I mean, I'm not against it. Like I said, like I, I would, I, I if I, I wouldn't put it on a list that I'm considering four fangs. But like, let's say I'm have a fang fighter that uh, like a odd number that like let's say for some reason I am bringing Joy Rickoff or a Skull Squadron, and I would absolutely consider putting that on one of these guys. Like if you're at 197 points and Fen just doesn't have a talent or a talent yet, would you think about Cutthroat over Fearless to to get a two point bid? Yes, absolutely. I, I think I would probably make that that call there. Um, I mean, even uh, even these Hawks, they all have talent slots. The new ones. I mean, they are jamming. They can they can link rotate link. Or uh, the Bruce is red. That's what that like. That's the thing is that like. So, are you more excited for Cutthroat for the uh, the stress removal or for the non-recurring charge? Uh the stress removal. Okay. Really, I'm I'm more excited. The charges. I'm more excited about putting Brilliant Evasion on Kane and Jarrus. <laughs> yes, this is correct. But it's only it only math only works out when it's three day ships. I mean, okay, so what? Let's talk about that for a second for Cutthroat for the non-recurring. So you're putting it on um, the 1YV Morello. 
Well, no, it's it's also upgrade cards. Oh, right, right, whatever. I, nah. I mean, I really, I really kind of like it with Dengar and Torps. Personally, I am. I okay, think yeah, I, I, yeah. Afterburner's Gurry is interesting too. Yeah, that that's where I would want it, I guess, on on Gurry is if you did have Afterburners. Um, I rarely found that you were using both of them, but um, having it available is not a bad idea at all. Just gives you the ability to slam it early, mm-hmm. rather than holding off and then yes, ending up with one charge left because you just never felt like using it. What if you put it on something that can take electro proton bombs? God, so would that work? I guess that would work. It just says you can't reload it. Yeah, I broke the you game. Are, you are recovering a non-recurring charge. Yeah. Well, this card's... You're not reloading it. It says they cannot be recovered. I don't want to have to parse through the rules reference for recovered. I don't know. That that could potentially... No, it says they cannot a... be recovered. It does specifically say uncover right, yeah. or recover one. So, if it says cannot be recovered, I'd say no, it doesn't work. Yeah, okay, good. Then we don't need to Correct. worry about doing that. Unbroken. Unbroken. We fixed the game, folks. So how how com- like how expensive are you willing to make a Dengar? Uh super expensive. <laughs> Let's, uh, let me look at mine. Okay, so my Dengar goes. Um, I put Maul in Dengar. I put Proton Torps in Dengar. Cut through it. Auto Blasters. Burrito. False and... Transponder. Oh, False Transponder, I think, is like the the shocker. I think it's super good. 83 points, my Dengar. That... Okay, I don't know why I'm at 82. I'm supposed to be your age. Did you put Greedo? I did. Maul, Protons, Auto Blaster, Cutthroat. Yeah. Cybernetics. No, I had Cutthroat. Or False Transponder. Oh, that's why. Um, yeah, so 82 points. Is that like a horrible idea? No, that's a pretty solid idea. My anger is that I can't run Boba next to him anymore. Yeah. You can. It's just not good. But at least he gets rid of the question of who do I put Maul on? Dengar. You always put him on Dengar. What's the best 47 points in Scum right now? Uh, Oh! Hold up. No, you just put put the new Hawks. Yeah, new Hawks. Kanan, forty-two points. Bam. What were you going with, Fen, and then Fen, Dengar, and Kanan. Game's easy. Solid. All right, so yeah, uh, um, Scum. Like I said, it's the Hawk Pack. Who cares about the Y wings? No one cares. Uh, RVB eleven, whatever. I think R four B eleven can be really cool and is gonna show up. Uh, for sure. Maybe not in this wave, but I think there's gonna be stuff that comes out that's gonna make him really playable and we haven't talked about him before because he didn't get spoiled but essentially you can spend um a red or orange token on the defending ship and make or make them re-roll whichever defense dice you pick um and i could see that working well with tractor shenanigans um you know just ships that stress themselves a lot i could see that working really well i think that he's only three points i think that's something that is going to make a an impact. 
Right. I know you disagree, Andrew. Uh, I don't think for three points. Um, it, it, I like the idea of it. It's just, like I said, I think um, I, we, if I start seeing a lot more red and orange tokens show up as far as disarm, not disarms, but um, strains. depletes and strains, I, I will consider it. But I, I think that might have been kind of the design that FFG was trying to go for with it because it feels like they keep adding more strain and uh, deplete mechanics to the game. I just don't see people using a lot of those new mechanics that use strain and depletes. Right. Suppressive gunner. It's still surprisingly, surprisingly good. It's just another way to kill my uh, Tiberians even quicker. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Um, so why don't we finish this up? Uh, you can breeze through GSP for us because I don't care. Um, Dead format. Yeah. No, I'm joking. This weekend was the uh, the Aces event for the GSP uh, tournament that they or series that they've been running. Um, it was people who had gone five wins or higher in their previous events. Um, but most importantly, it was the event where they busted out the new ships for the first time um, in a uh, you know a decent sized tournament. There were like 61 or 62 people, um, and it was ultimately won by a. A uh, list that had a number of disciplined, uh, generic strikers with thermal detonators and Gorin. So it was kind of the combo that we talked about a couple weeks ago, um, and we mentioned earlier where the uh, strikers were just getting double modded. Um, they were getting focus and evades, and then uh, target locks when one of them died. Uh, I saw a couple of games that they were uh, being used in, and it seemed like one was dying almost every single turn. Uh, so they were um, they were getting a lot of free target locks. I still don't. I'm still not like super in on a a card where I need all of my ships to be dying to get full value for it. But uh, it did pull out a win here. A lot of the games that seemed were pretty close, and um, some people seemed pretty surprised by the whole. Um, self bump mechanics, so it might be just a like a one time fluke win, but it is worth pointing out at least that that was uh, what took down the initial crown. Um, Nash, uh, who we were just raving about, really did not uh, show up or perform super well, so maybe uh, our analysis is just really really bad. Um, nope. But Ahsoka and Hera were all over the place in A wings. Um, I think there were seven Heras um in just a 60 person tournament so you know one out of ten list you're facing heron and a-wing um a lot of times she had ahsoka with her so those two ships in combination were doing all a lot of work um they were in the finals uh they were the other list it was ahsoka hera luke skywalker um and then i think just a generic um t65 if, if i recall correctly um and Hera was just, you know, passing tokens to everyone, keeping them alive, uh, letting them do some procket shenanigans. Um, I think that that those ships are really going to be showing up in force. I do think Hera's got to go up to at least 45 and and maybe even get up to the Ahsoka, like 48, 49 level. Um, also, Thermal Detonators showed up again in force. They're really good. And I don't know if you guys have seen this, but I swear every time I see someone roll for a Thermal, it's, it's a hitter or a crit. I, I mean, they're just, like, the, the dice just really seem to love thermals. Um, 
That's a fact. Yes, it, it's been on that hundred percent of the time. Um, uh, a lot of new stuff was being flown, but uh, the same stuff that's been doing well, like Zam. Um, there were eleven Zams between the ship and the crew card. Um, so you know, if you're doing any type of hyperspace event or probably just any event at all, be prepared for Zam. Uh, you know, think about how you're going to handle all those different conditions. Um, it's it's definitely a meta force right now. And just kind of a, an interesting thing was zero resistance. I mean, it's it's pretty rare that you have a faction that just completely does not show up. My favorite and, tournament. Yeah, and here, not a single one in 60 people. Very surprising, I think. Um, I don't know how many there were the week before. I should have looked that up, but um, well, well, that, that was my takeaway. I, I know you watched a decent amount, Chance. What did you think of it? Uh, I only really got to watch the the final mostly. I I, I mostly skipped through the the rest of it. I'm gonna watch it later. The final was definitely interesting. Some crazy, some pretty crazy stuff happened. But uh, I I really want to know how that striker list played the rest of its matches because in the primary in the the final he just basically flew it as a block uh, and jousted with it. So I'm really curious if everyone else decided to just joust him. Um, and if they did, it's not really a surprise that he won. So, yeah, um, the like I said, I saw at least one, if not two, of his, his earlier games. And uh, there was a lot of jousting going on. I mean, a surprising amount of, you know, just uh, attack, K-turn, attack, K-turn, like kind of kind of turns. So maybe he, uh, one of the, the games actually went to a final destruction or mutual destruction final salvo which you don't see a ton. Um, so that was kind of neat. So maybe he, he had a lot of uh, nice matchups like that, where he was able to just out joust people or people just weren't expecting uh, strikers, which die pretty quickly to, to survive as long as they do when they have a focus and evade or expecting thermal detonators, data, uh, detonators to be as deadly as they are. Yeah. I, I, I feel like the, one of his opponents rolled eight dice and got seven hits in one turn. Um, like it was, it was, um also i did check it out the week before there were eight uh republic lists in in that tournament or not republic resistance lists in that tournament of 170 something people so um Um, the other thing i'll say about the final is it was a really good showcase Uh, i forget who the players were it was matt carey and i forget the other person but uh yeah the the whoever was flying hera and ahsoka it was a phenomenal showing at how to to really utilize Hera's ability and Ahsoka's for that matter. Uh, there was a lot of really cool uh, like one two combos where Hera would flank a list, get out of boost focus out of arc, and then throw a focus to Ahsoka to shoot a procket or take a focus target lock shot. Or or there was uh, one instance at the beginning where. Uh, Hera threw an evade over to Ahsoka to prevent her from taking any damage from a uh, almost blank out. Um, so that was it was a really good showcase on what these new A wings are really capable of, and they're capable of quite a bit. Yeah, so that that was Matt Carey um, from the Midwest Scrub podcast, who we are friends with. So hi, Matt. Uh, good showing. It was great watching your games. Uh, and the his opponent was Steve Catillo, uh, who who ended up winning everything with the the discipline um, strikers. 
Yeah, the bombs were were very uh, important in that match. Not just and and especially with thermals because you get that that range two template. It's not just about the damage; it's also just about the threat of the bombs, especially with squishy ships like A wings. Um, you don't want to give up half points just because of a a random thermal detonator or something like that. Yeah, and those. I mean, even if you just get a strain token, that's still. Uh, I mean, they're only three points for four bombs. That's worth it right there. Mm-hmm. It also helped him take out Luke, which, as we all know, can be really tanky. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it doesn't, he doesn't do any uh, anything special against bombs. Um, and one thing I just want to point out, they, they mentioned on the Gold Squadron stream that sensitive controls had come down to zero points in like a stealth update. It turned out that that was actually a mistake that amg clarified um so if anyone has not seen they are still two points each for sensitive controls i don't even think we talked about them before with the imperial upgrades because they seem absolutely horrible but if they were something you were considering they're not free anymore um and that's all i really have on it it was it was a good tournament i mean dion always puts on a a really good stream and a, a good show so it was fun to watch i i don't know about you guys i'm just getting really excited for for getting some in-person X-wing, hopefully soon, and getting to you know do our own stuff. Meh. Yeah, so, I know. you're so okay, people. <laughs> uh, but uh, on a news note, uh, the Nova Open has been canceled already. Um, so maybe Pax Unplugged will be the first in-person tournament. Well, Pax East just got canceled. So when was Pax East supposed to be? Oh, uh, like yeah. Oh, well, we got till December. I mean, Nova was supposed to be, what, uh, Labor Day weekend, September, so. Yep. So, um, I know they were doing a lot of, like, polling between people, but um, I think. Uh, Some of it's the uh, the convention centers, too. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. I don't. I don't see the Atlantic City Open Hope happening. So uh, we'll see what we'll, we'll if they, if that does go down. We'll maybe that'll be like a test run for uh, to see what happens to uh, other conventions. But I don't know. There if that's are there happen. is no X wing at that one, unfortunately. Unfortunate, right? But I'm saying maybe it could be a uh, test run to see how uh, yeah, conventions actually go down. All uh, right. Any other things before we close out? think that's all for me thanks for coming on the show chance it's been a pleasure congratulations uh, on your system open win and your system yeah, thanks open. you thank you yeah, for having me if we had a system open in the past year you probably would have won it um, all right um i want to thank everyone for listening uh if you're a fan of the show check us out on facebook and all that jazz uh any final shout outs As always. Um, All right, guys, have a great night, and thank you for listening.